Hello and welcome to the Canadian Border Patrol. I'm Ryan. And I'm Jordan. I'm a Canadian. And I'm American. And uh, uh, we the North? We the North up in here. You know why we the the North? North. We the North. You know why we the North? You know why we the North? Yes, I do. That's in the national anthem, right? Isn't no, it part of the no, 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 no. Why we the North? Because hashtag we the North because the Toronto Raptors just won the NBA Finals. Oh my Indeed. God! So we should. <laughs> we're, I'm so we're happy. Recording this one day after the Game Six of the NBA Finals. Down Raptors to beat the, the wire. Golden State Warriors. Yeah, I think by it was one one fourteen to one eleven. I think to, uh, was it one eleven? Uh, last I saw it was one fourteen to one ten. And well, maybe, maybe I was in a meeting, and I know, like, because it was a big school meeting. Uh, somebody pointed out that a whole bunch of people in the back were all just like, mm-hmm, "Yeah, we're absolutely paying attention. What's going on? Uh, let's check out the game there." Ch- I'm not staring at the score. game. Yeah, well, I was just I had my iPad on, and I was like. Oh, yeah, the NBA Finals are on. Let's see what's going on. And it's like, last five minutes, the Raptors are up by one. <laughs> yeah, it, just... it was it was definitely a back and forth <sighs> game there. I watched the last quarter. I only watched the last quarter. Mm-mm. This is a good example of how yeah. th- like important this kind of got to Canadians, right? Because I, mm. I don't know that... Um, I'm not the biggest basketball fan in the world. I don't know how would you consider yourself a a huge basketball fan? I I don't really I don't really follow like basketball that much. Um most of what I know about basketball is still from when I was a kid when it was like, you know, right. that was that was the Bulls amazing run, yeah. but it was like, mostly like just Jordan, like Jordan, Scotty Pippen. Yep. Uh it was mostly Bulls just that team's kind of very good, show, right? Yeah. Yeah. But uh, hmm. yeah, no, but it, it definitely got super interesting, and my my wife was uh, into it, and she's definitely not a basketball fan, but she loves the idea of Canada uh, yep. winning something and and taking that uh, trophy out yeah. of America and putting it into yeah. wherever they whatever they do with it in Canada. I don't know, probably goes um, into what like a <laughs> wherever they keep the zambonis, like next to the <laughs> zambonis. Then there's a trophy case hmm. with. Uh, well, that's something we can talk about because in in honor of you know this amazing event, uh, we're going to talk about Canada and sports. That's our Canada investigation. We're investigation sports. Canada and sports. Yep. Um, all right. So let me start off with I was I did a whole bunch of research to try to find some stuff of sports. So um, my history with sports is just as a Canadian kid. It, like the main thing was hockey, but there was all certain like sports events that kept popping up as being, you know, like major events. And I found this CBC sports, uh, 15 biggest moments in Canadian sports history. This is some of the like stuff I remember. Um, you got Vince Carter winning the slam dunk contest. Totally um, the beast, beast yeah. dunk. Yeah. I, I don't remember seeing that one, but I do remember people talking about Vince Carter and, like the thing with me and like my memories of the Raptors is that like they came in in 95, right? One of the expansion, the Canadian expansion teams along with uh, the Vancouver Grizzlies. Right. So those are pretty young franchise mm. uh, What five, five years. Yeah. I, I think they're, they were formed in 95. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So just five years yeah. later. 
Um, and Vince Carter. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know that they really had any uh, playoff success with Vince Carter, but hmm. um, he was certainly the the big star for the Raptors. But I, I don't really remember what their uh, what they did in in terms of postseason stuff. Um, I'm sure. I'm sure they never went to the the finals, and probably not even the semifinals. They really didn't have any playoff luck in those first years at all. Mm. Um, like they were notoriously bad. Like both of those Canadian teams were just so unsuccessful that to the point of like the the Vancouver Grizzlies got moved to some other city. I don't remember which one, but they got they just folded and and got shipped somewhere else. Um, but I think in 2000 with Vince Carter coming in, that was a big part of a rebuild that did get them some playoff success, started to get them towards like winning and maybe have like a conference or something. Um, but they, or division at least, but they never quite got to it. In fact, it's only been this year that they've gotten to the actual NBA finals. That's it. They've never done it before ever. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, people were super stoked about it. I saw the uh, images of what they call Jurassic Park, which is <laughs> such a like marketing thing, right? Yeah. Like, especially now that they're they're they've got these um, new Jurassic Park, the Jurassic World stuff, right? Mm. Like, it's got to be some um, some 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 branding stuff going on there. But yeah, yeah. tons of people out there. Some of the images of of. Uh, uh, um, of Toronto, there are so many people out, hmm. just uh, so stoked about getting this championship. Absolutely, um, I remember seeing some videos where it's like somebody from a tower somewhere in Toronto, just like filming the city, and you don't really see much, but all you hear is nonstop cheering and cars, like honking horns and everything like that. It's just nonstop; like the entire city is just cheering their butts off. Yeah, it's kind of amazing. I love it. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I, yeah. So, you know, I grew up um, more of an NFL fan watching the Washington Redskins. Right. Hmm. And in my lifetime, they won the um, – well, they actually, in my lifetime, hmm. they've won the um, uh, Super Bowl three times. Hmm. However, only one of those do I really remember, and that was in 92. Right. Oh, let me look right. through. Ooh. Let Wait, me look through this right? list. Ninety-one or ninety-two, yeah. right? But let me look through this list and see if I can find some other like um, sports events memorable. that have to do with basketball. Let's see, da, 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 the Olympics, something, something Olympics. That's a hockey one. That one's golf. You know, actually, no. I'll just do this in in order. Um, all right. So their number fourteen in the list is Schmerler the curler. So curling, Schmerler the curler, Sandra Schmerler. And her women's, uh, her rink, that's what they call it. A team in curling is a rink. Like they were the, the Schmirler rink and they're named after the, what they call the skip, the sort of head of the team. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like a cap team captain, team captain. Yeah. Uh, the skip okay. makes all the decisions. Cause like curling is this weird precision game where, like you need to be, you need to have a certain amount of strength, but it's mostly like that sort of slow dexterity of like of oh, controlling your it. body and yeah. Every time the Winter Olympics comes around, yeah. they always do these these things about curling because it's just mm. oddly very watchable. Yeah, <laughs> I think it, I think because it looks like a, the kind of uh, 
the kind of sport that you could just play yeah. without doing too much work. I, I'm sure <laughs> that there's tons of work that goes into it, but okay, like, so it looks like the kind of game that you can play without doing any work. And whatsoever. actually, for uh, um, this is a bit of like my uh, my sort of history from it. So Newfoundland uh, had a a rink, the Guju Rink. Uh, this team with a guy named what was his first name? Brad Guju, Brad Guju. And like they actually got to the Olympics in was it Salt Lake City or was it I think it was the Salt Lake City year. And hmm. because they were like Newfoundland's team representing Canada. I'm gonna, hmm? I'm gonna guess ninety six. Do you remember? What do you remember what the year no, was? It wouldn't have been ninety six because ninety No. Nagano was two ninety eight when uh Sandra Schmurler won. But I remember oh, okay. I was in university then. And it was the 94, maybe? You know what? Let me look him up. Let me look him up. Just give me one second. Um, yeah. I, I think there was like a um, a terrorist event at that one, right? Wasn't there some sort of Salt Lake City? Might have been. At the Salt Lake City Olympics, there was some sort of bombing. Oh, man. The 2006 Winter Olympics. Oh, wow. That was, that was Torino. That was the weird Torino Olympics that didn't make any sense. Uh, okay. <laughs> so not Salt Lake City. No, it wasn't Salt Lake City. Salt Lake okay. City does show up later on for a Canadian Olympic stuff. There's there's a lot how, of like how popular is curling really in Canada? Is it's it like it's pretty popular. Do, um, do you know people that that play it? Actually, uh, Brad Gushu is actually from my city, Mount Pearl. It's just outside of St. John's, but like I've okay. known people who've played it. Um, I think it's fairly popular. Uh, and actually this is the thing about Guju that I had heard before it, you know, what you're saying about like everybody, um, it, it feels like the game anybody can play. What well, was played that way for a long time with like guys who are, you know, you played it as like a beer and a beer and pizza night sort of event. Like right, we're going to get yeah, some like beers and go curling like bowling. Yeah. Know, like, like bowling. Like right. Yeah. The thing was that Guju's team and I think this might have just been his idea or maybe it was his coach or something. Their big like revolution in the sport was actually treating it like an athletic event. <laughs> Cause they would be like, everybody else would be like, yeah, I'm just going to eat what I want and drink a bunch of beers and whatnot and still win yeah. the, you know, like Canadian championships. And they were like, we are in the gym all the time. Cause we are freaking professionals. Uh, right. You know? So everyone else was having fun and they were like, we're going to take the fun out of it <laughs> and we're going to get, serious we're gonna be olympic athletes so yeah they kind of did that but they had a guy on there was it mark nichols or it doesn't matter they had this one uh doesn't matter the specific name i mean they're definitely important guys but there was one of their shooters was like so precise i think this was in the olympic games the guys who were like because they can the skips basically the the whole team members like certain members of the team are up at the end of the rink where they're shooting the uh, the stones towards, and they'll make this sort of like um, are those technical planning terms? Meeting. Like, are you using yeah. actual curling uh, well, terminology no, okay. there? So, <laughs> a couple of members of the of the like team of the ring are up at the end of the up at the house, the far end of the house, or okay. the far end house. The so house is the like area where the with the target. Okay. Okay. So they'll stand right. up there, and the other guy will be up at the other end. I don't remember what that one's called. There's a something line, and I can't remember 100. Um, percent Where you start the uh, there's yeah. like a guy with a mop. Yeah, the broom. It's a broom. It's a broom. 
On <laughs> yeah. ice? How do you broom ice? How so, do you sweep okay. ice? All right, now we're going to have to explain curling. Okay, so... No, uh, no, I, I don't need to know that much okay. about it, but... It's an ice... Th- I, I, there's a weird... Honestly, the physics of curling, nobody quite understands why exactly all this stuff happens. Like, it, there's a certain curve it does that the like physicists who study it are like, I have no idea why it curves the way it does. It shouldn't, but it does. But it does, but it does do it, huh? It, it does its thing. Um... Uh, what was it I was thinking of? Okay. Yeah. So the team members are planning out the shot. They're like, we need to put a rock here, or we need to hit this rock here and bounce like three other rocks in this particular geometry and make sure it happens. So whoever is like doing the stats of the game knows where they want to go, which means you can tell exactly or exactly what somebody's accuracy is. One of the members on the team... <laughs> in like the, the final game had a hundred percent accuracy where he wanted oh, wow. that stone to go. Making it rain it out here. It's just like, it, he's like, he, he reached through the matrix guess, and dropped the stone where snow. he wants it. He's making like, it snow. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But um, like that was, and they were like, it was one of those things where I guess it's like with Toronto, everybody was watching it everywhere. In, in mm. St. John's. It was like, oh my God, the people from right here are about to win the goddamn Olympics. This is now, fucking amazing. So you're talking about, so in Newfoundland, it's yep. it's definitely popular. Yep. Like if you were to go to Vancouver, do people in Vancouver take it as seriously, do you think? Or uh, maybe it's, um, it's, it loses a little bit of its its luster out in the West Coast? Uh, I think there's still... It's probably fairly popular. I mean, we've got a thing called the Briar, which is a big Canadian championship for curling. Uh, and every province sends a team. So it's enough to have tournaments in every province to decide which team gets to go to the Canadian championship. So it's popular enough, I guess. Well, it definitely seems like, you know, even if it's not a popular sport, when mm. Canadians are on yeah. the big stage like that yeah. other canadians seem to get on board right like yeah, the yeah. other the other thing i wanted to tell you not to jump back backwards mm. but i i saw one of the games i think it was game 4 um of the this raptors warriors series and at, you know where the bookworm is in downtown beijing yeah um, it's a basically a bookstore with a little bit of a bar there there were people watching the basketball game there mm. yeah and when when I first walked in, I you know, I didn't even really know the game was on, and then you know it became interested, and I yeah watched watched out the rest of it. But there were a bunch of guys sitting at the at the bar, and I just assumed that they were all Chinese, but it turns out they were all from Montreal, yeah. all with Canadian accents, hmm. and uh, were rooting for the the Raptors. Nice. And I thought that was yeah, it's super interesting to be watching a basketball game <laughs> with a a bunch of Canadians in Beijing, China, <laughs> at a bookstore. Weird. Yeah, it was, it's not a uh, not a not a normal uh, setup. Right. It's crazy the stuff that happens. I'm going to skip through this list and get down to like number. Well, I'll do number six and then keep going from there. So number six, number six six in Canadian sport events. This is Terry Fox's run across Canada. The maybe the most influential distance runner of all time to quote this one. Do you know about? I've heard of this. You've heard of Terry Fox. It's a, uh, it's a 
famous run, right? Yeah. Like you do it every year or something. As a kid, he wanted to be a marathon runner. Like as a, mm-hmm. as a young, young dude, he wanted to be a marathon runner. Then he got, uh, he basically got cancer and he, he had to have his, uh, oh, he lost his right leg to cancer when he was 18. And he, you know, he got fitted with a prosthetic and everything. He started getting used to it. Uh, figured he could maybe run a marathon. He was like, maybe my cancer's gone. Uh, and as part of it, he said, like, I want to, we don't have enough money. I want to try to help raise money for cancer research for, for new cancer treatments, stuff like that. Uh, he, and he starts doing the run. Uh, he's doing this in, it was he's around 21, 22 or so. Um, starts making this like cross country run across Canada, starts in St. John's plans to go to Vancouver and he's doing this like on the road across the, the Trans-Canada Highway all the way across the country on basically on one leg. And he had to do oh, this wow. weird like like hop, skip, hop, skip, or like step, skip, step, skip stride, which has got to be year like. Would this, wait, do you know what year? Uh, this would have been like early 80s, maybe 80, 81. He died in 1981 having, he ended up having to stop the run in Thunder Bay, Ontario. Um, okay. and then later on died in 81. Uh, he was 22 when he died. Um, I'm just assuming that prosthetic legs in the, uh, early eighties were not where they are now. Right. Like you see no. the, um, <laughs> God, no, those ones that they, no. they have now that he was basically hobbling the whole way. Oh man. That's yeah. yeah. So that, I get that is really impressive. Yeah. I, I get why it's mm. famous. I, I don't know why I have heard of it before. Mm. Um, it's, it's a major cancer research event, but yeah, I think it's, it's so such a big thing of like this kid got cancer, lost his leg, thought he had beaten it, says, I want to do something. I want to give back. Does this incredibly difficult, like running across Canada for anybody is insanely difficult, but to do it basically hobbled, Mm -hmm. like Jesus, the man was like, they said in this, like his left leg, all muscle, his right leg, Lost to cancer. Like, man was tough as tough as nails, you know? Um, tough as nails. Yeah. Their number five on the list is Ben Johnson's win of the 100-meter gold uh, in 98 or in 88. Uh, he had done 9.79 seconds in the 100-meter dash at the Seoul Olympics. And then two days later, after Canada celebrates, like, yeah, we, we won gold in, like, the 100-meter dash, the fastest. Oh, steroids. Oh, it was the sudden thing of like, oh shit, our guys on steroids. And then imagine that. Yeah. Yeah. Steroids are, are everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was one of those things of like, oh Jesus. Like we felt like, I think it was this whole sort of thing of everybody going like, oh my God, like that's not supposed to be, we're supposed to be better than that. Come on. Anyway. (laughs) Yeah. Um, (laughs) do you ever see that steroid, steroid Olympic sketch where they're, uh, um, SNL sketch hmm. with the uh, I can't remember what it is, but it's just like everybody is just openly juiced out of their minds and <laughs> yeah it's, it's it's quite funny but you, I, you almost feel like that's what these things are right when you hear hmm. about the like Tour de France and hmm. everybody everybody is is on some kind of uh, performance enhancing drug and yeah. then they're all just kind of trying to get everyone else caught except for them hmm. What was it's the, really? Hold on, I gotta search for something. Uh, 
No, you know what? I'm not going to search for that. This is going to take too long. Um, but there was that one kid, uh, Canadian kid, who uh, he was a snowboarding. He was going to be a snowboarding champion. I think he was Canadian. And then they caught him with basically marijuana. And I remember all the jokes oh. being like, maybe yeah. you remember his name. I can't remember. I don't remember his name, but I remember that yeah. happening. I, I didn't know he was Canadian. I thought he was, although I might be wrong. But I remember there being that Could joke be, about it, like, how is marijuana a performance enhancing drug oh, yeah, in that ridiculous. sport? Yeah, that's that's ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, number four on the list, Sidney Crosby's goal, the the final goal in the final game of the 2010 Vancouver Games, which won it, the basically Canada's best. Like Vancouver, the 2010 Vancouver Games, we won so many damn medals. Mm. Like it was, it was great, and it was one of those things of like, like oh my god, we just like we won hockey again at the Olympics. This is what we need. Oh right. Um, oh, actually, there's well, when you host, hmm? when you're the host country, I think you have like unlimited spots. I actually, I don't know what you the, the definitely rule is. you definitely get into the. Is it that you definitely get into the finals, or am I thinking of um, FIFA? Like it's the World not, Cup? You definitely don't get into the finals, but you your teams get automatically. There's a certain level of buys entered. because you're the host team. Well. I don't. Uh, so I don't think they had buys uh, like in the in the the tournament there. I think they just. But like all of the winter sports hmm. get more, um, they get more people to enter, right? So hmm. like when you see that that parade at the beginning of the Olympics and how mm-hmm. everyone just kind of walks in that circle, yeah. The host country always has the most um, people competing, right? Well, because because they uh, they can enter more more people in all these mm. various events. I don't know how that works out for 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 something like hockey or in the Summer Olympics like basketball. But yeah, well, well, Van, um, with the Vancouver Olympics, there was a lot of because it was us hosting the Winter Olympics, which were you know winter sports are kind of something we're known for. There was a lot of pressure on um, on folks to like on the teams and on as many people to win as much as possible. But it was like pressure, but also there was a lot of support from various uh, agencies to like put a lot of money into training and making sure that like, because we're hosting, we should be winning as much as possible. Right. Um, right. Oh, there's another one here. Now this is one I remember. Uh, 92 and 93 blue Jays win back to back world series. Um, oh, that's a big one. Cause that's another that was one where huge. you take, you take these, uh, you know, these big, hmm. this World Series trophy. You take it out of America, and I feel like there's there's some sort of level of joy that Canadians get for just <laughs> beating America, right? Like if it was some other country, I don't think you would take as much joy in it. Is am I wrong? I, a little bit, yeah. Well, it's more along the lines <laughs> of like we're not supposed to like Canada. Winning at hockey is like, okay, that makes sense. Canada winning at baseball, like where it's such an American game, is like, wow, okay, cool. We we did that. Holy crap. We've never – and also the level of like no Canadian team has ever done that before. And at that yeah. time, you would have had uh, two teams, right? The Montreal Expos were still a team. I think they I were, believe. yeah. Uh, yeah, they don't exist anymore, do they? There's no, no well, other Canadian team. In baseball, no, you only have the Blue Jays. It's now, just the but Jays. The the uh, Expos are now the Washington Nationals. They they moved that franchise 
to Washington, D.C. Hmm. Anyway. Yeah. Well, I mean, Montreal still has the Canadians, so that's good. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, uh, Number two on the list is uh, Donovan Bailey uh, winning the 96 Olympics. So, like, you know, two Olympics later, we finally had a nice, a good, clean win. And he was a really – oh, I remember, was this the year, I think this was the year, and because this was in, this is in Atlanta, and there was a thing about, like, he had done it in 9.84 seconds, but there was a 200-meter, so whoever wins the 100-meter dash is considered to be the fastest man, right? The fastest person. Is that is that true? I, I don't know. That's what it's supposed to be. Uh, that, like, is, that's, that's this the, is another runner, hmm. and, like, Canada's not known for its summer olympics um, no I mean, we do okay oh you know what we're, we're pretty good in uh certain water sports like when they started adding in like the kayaking events i think we won a couple oh, of good right. goals there or good yeah, golds sure. or medals you know there um a seafaring folk yes <laughs> um yeah so i think i remember there being they don't mention this but i think it was donovan bailey where there was like they looked at the time on the 200 meter dash and split in half and said, oh, well, that's actually faster than Donovan Bailey. So America is actually has the fastest, uh, the fastest person, not, not, not Canada, not at all. It's like, well, isn't it always the person who wins the hundred meter dash? Like, no, no. Oh, we were faster. <laughs> and then I think they actually had this event that was like, like the special race off where they were going to do 150. And it was just kind of dumb. I don't know. Uh, oh, the biggest one, and this is where we get into hockey. I want to try to get to, I had a whole bunch of stuff I researched, but I think I'm going to skip a lot of it. But um, one of the big ones is one of the biggest moments in Canadian sports. It is, if anybody says like, historically, what's Canada's biggest sporting moment? What's the awesomest sporting moment? It had to be 1972, the Summit Series, Canada versus the Red Army team. The Russians, uh, like not the Russians, sorry, the Soviet Union, Canada yeah. versus the Soviet Union in hockey, getting, getting put through the ringer. Can, like the Russian team was amazing, apparently. Like they should, it should have just been the Russians winning because they were like pulling from all of Russia and doing that whole like Soviet Union thing of where like, you're not just sports, you're a military you go out there right, to destroy, yeah. you know, you know, the, the, what's, what's the line from, uh, da, 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 from, um, Rocky, you know, the, I must break you, that guy. Oh yeah. Rocky four. Yeah. Yeah. What was that? Ivan, Dra- Ivan Drago. Drago. Yeah. Drago. That's yeah. It. Yeah. It's a, uh, um, uh, Dr. Dolph Lundgren. Yeah. Dolph Lundgren. Kind of love that dude. <laughs> Dolph Lundgren. It's a good yeah, name great. too. Great stuff. Anyway, he uh, he he could have played the uh, captain of the the team here. This the the Russian team that the Canadians built. Yeah, and they were like they were basically it was the deadlock series. It was supposed to be like a seven game. Uh, so Canada has three wins. Russia has three wins. So looking for everybody's looking for one more win. It is this uh, tied game. There are only thirty four seconds left. And there's this amazing, like, this guy, uh, Paul, Paul Henderson? 
Uh, Paul Henderson, right? And also Phil Esposito, whose name I do remember. I think he was he was one of those guys who was mm-hmm. like just retiring when I was starting to pay attention to hockey. But Phil Esposito takes a shot. It bounces off the goalie's, uh, goalie's net. Henderson just picks up this bounce and just like almost effortlessly just flicks it right past him and wins the final, wins the goal that will decide the game. And everybody in Canada just lost their goddamn minds. Now it's so interesting that mm. the, this you know this big event was mm. Canada versus the, the Soviet Union, mm. and then I think the what you know the, we call the the miracle on ice mm. in nineteen the, I think it's the eighties, yeah, which was the USA beating the Soviet Union in a hockey game too, mm. and you know they make they've made all these documentaries about that and. Mm. That had this kind of. Uh, have you ever heard of the the Miracle on Ice? I've heard of that. That was, and that's another we, situation where, like, for some reason, we had to we had to one up you. I don't know why that is. We had to we had to one up you guys at your own sport. I don't I don't know why that is. Well, because I've never heard of Paul Henderson and and this uh, hmm. um and this game, but well, I have heard of the Miracle on Ice. Yeah, I, I kind of get it. It's like the Summit Series was a special series. It wasn't the Olympics. But then the Miracle Ice was the Olympics. But the thing they have in common is going up against a Soviet Union team that is mm-hmm. just so powerful. Right. That yeah, it's just they're, insane. They're backed by all these scientists and they have trainers and stuff. The, just, the Miracle on Ice team was just a bunch of college kids. Yeah. What, what, what is hmm. – who's Paul Henderson? Are these guys pros? Paul Henderson I think was a pro and Phyllis Zito I know was a pro, like NHL player. Okay. But that's like NHL in, in 72. So mm-hmm. – um, not not the 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 big deal that it is yeah. now. I'm gonna play. There's this YouTube video here. I got. Let me see if I can get it to the the right point where it's about to do the goal. Okay, so we'll see the goal. Actually, I'll do a little bit ahead of time. Okay. And you can see basically everybody losing their goddamn minds. Like the whole team is losing their mind right now. The commentator is losing his mind. Folks of the stands are. As everyone is overcome by emotion, there is a realization. Yeah. Of the moment. <laughs> They're losing their yeah, minds another, in the most uh, 70s way possible. Oh yeah, uh, some of those, some of those looks there, those sideburns, chops <laughs> on those guys. Yeah, um, kept you kept you warm in the winter time. You gotta get some burly chops, right? Burly 70s chops in the in the north. Hmm. Now, for me, like in terms of my like recollection of 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 sports stuff, it's mostly hockey. My, I I must have done. No, I don't think I was ever involved in any like hockey teams, but um a lot of kids were in my my brother who uh my brother was involved in like hockey as a kid cuz like almost everybody was. Uh I was just never that good at skating to do that. But mm. there's a couple of things it's, I remember. It's an expensive one to yeah. uh to to get into, right? Yeah. You got to buy the those pads and especially for kids. Yeah. Got to buy like new pads every year, mm. new skates all the time. So I, I know you've got to go soonish, but uh, I want to go through a few things with it. Uh, I queued up 
maybe the most important song in all of Canada, Canada's true national anthem. Uh, the true national, I can't wait. What is it? Scott, Stan Rogers. There it is. That's the Hockey Night in Canada theme. Uh, <laughs> the Molson Hockey Night in Canada. Uh, uh. And that's that's from the championship. Now, the voice, I also want to do the, the voice you just heard there, uh, because that was, let me see here now. Uh, oh, I didn't actually get the names. I'm getting this all from memory. I should have written this stuff down in notes, but that was the voice at the end was Ron McLean, who was one of the hosts of uh, Hockey Night in Canada. The song is just known as the hockey theme, and it was for the entire (laughs) run of Hockey Night in Canada up until – I'm going to pop open the Wikipedia article on it – up until a certain point, it was the – it was basically the theme to hockey for Canada. Right. It was that song. I get it though. Hmm. Those things become super iconic, yeah. right? Like if everyone's watching Hockey Night in Canada, you know, that hmm. song just becomes ingrained in your mind. Like the um the one for the NBA, it used yeah. to be I don't know if they still play it anymore, but it was John Tesh wrote the like the dun, 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 dun. No, that's NFL. No, d- the one for the NBA was Oh man, I can't even remember. But it, it was John Tesh. And then the one for um the NFL was dun, 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 dun. yeah. That's Monday Night Football. The Monday Night Football yeah, theme. They, yeah, these yeah. things just become ingrained in your mind, right? It's right. Everyone's watching it. You hear it every week. Exactly. Um, and with this one, there was a bit of a uh, what do you call it? Like a bit of a sort of a controversy in around 2008. So. You know, with these sorts of songs, they're composed by somebody and they have to be relicensed every so often. 2008, right. the license was up for renewal. Uh, and, oh yeah. In 2008, CBC decided to not renew their, to not renew the use of, of the song. So Hockey Night in Canada on CBC, which is where it always was, cheap. now had Just a new- cheap or what? Huh? Um, cheap. It seems like it was basically a dispute in terms of how much each side thought it was worth. Right. So apparently the CBC <laughs> decided that the CBC apparently decided that rather than pay the money for the new one, that they were going to find a new use like a nas- some nationwide contest to find a new theme song, which it's like, come on guys, we're not made of loonies here. Yeah. No, I think you could be made of loonies for that one because it's like everybody involved or everybody around it hearing that news is like, yeah, we're going to have a new theme for Hockey Night in Canada. Everybody went, what are you talking about? There's one theme for Hockey Night in Canada and it is the theme to Hockey Night in Canada. Why did you give it up? And then it got picked up by another, uh, by another, um, network, uh, Uncinch so, those purse strings there, CBC. Yeah. I think now, is is the CBC, is that the largest uh that's, TV network? That's our national broadcaster. There are a number of other uh broadcasters. So now at this time, hmm. whenever um 
whenever we're talking about here, when this uh, dispute went up, would they have been because there were so many fewer Hmm. um, networks then, right? So like, would they have been the largest? I think in in Canada, like in terms of national broadcasters, Mm -hmm. you've got CBC, which is actually a public broadcaster. So they're not for profit. And I know BBC. Like the BBC, yeah. You know what? Actually, the closest the closest relationship is the is the BBC, in the sense of like yeah. they are a public broadcaster. They are you know funded by the government. They do have advertising, but they're not a like full on privately owned one. Right. But also, they get a lot of money, so they're able to have a certain like level of quality that say you don't or or a certain style you don't see in say a PBS. Like BBC is trying to be a major network channel. PBS clearly isn't right. PBS has got to do what it can do with what it's got. And it's got its own style. Um, right. But I know there's, there's another one called CTV. I'm struggling to think of any other large networks other than that, but there are specialty like cable networks, like TSN, the sports network and stuff like that. But when we're talking about TSN, yeah. yeah. TSN is the uh, ESPN of Canada, right? Exactly. Yeah. And there is, but Canada also has ESPN. So, I mean, we we can get it right, but actually, there are two Canadian sports networks. There's also one called Sportsnet, which T- is owned by TSN somebody. Turning Point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, so they lost that one. So it was kind of like a weird moment of like, what are you doing, hockey? Like CBC, what are you even doing? Like, no, just give her the money. It's right. Mm, I mean, we're still going to watch hockey on that, or maybe we'll watch it on something else. I don't know. Uh, but, but where is it going to say here now? Okay. Also, the guy, uh, Ron McLean. The thing I always remember from being a kid is I just wasn't able, maybe physically, maybe rules-wise, uh, able to stay up long enough to see all of hockey in Canada, all of the, the, the game. But I did stay up through the first period – to see the thing at the end of it, this thing called Coach's Corner. Now, Coach's Corner had Ron McLean, who was the host, uh, who was one of the major hosts of um, uh, of the show, uh, okay. of Hockey Night in Canada. It wasn't like the on-ice commentator or anything like that. He would be there at the beginning. He would introduce the game. He would do the pre-show. And then he would also do a thing called Coach's Corner during the first, uh, during, uh, between first and second period. Okay? The coach in Coach's Corner is hold on i'm doing this from memory so i'm going to put some little pauses in it so if i need to cut this out don cherry that's the coach and coach's corner don cherry he don was cherry. don cherry he i've heard was, that name he was a player he was a coach for i think the bruins uh and he is when you think of like, see the guy with the like the slick back mullet, like uh, kind of. That was the first thing I would say in uh, if I was thinking about like how can I okay. describe him? I'm just going to pop up one of these videos. Somebody did a thing called Coach's Corner Transcribed, and I'm going to post it. I'm going to put it up here for you to watch. If you're going to take your stick and use it like that. You're going to get into a lot of trouble, and I'm, uh, you know, hockey. Well, you want me to explain what what Chelio said? No, we don't have time. We only got a minute, so carry right. your point. A minute. Yeah, a minute. The last show great, could be great a game. We got to get to it, though. That's the only thing. So keep. Anyhow, it. Anyhow, thanks, Ron. 
thanks. I love you. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to go ten if I could. But go ahead. Sorry. If I don't stop talking. Oh, I'm not going to stop talking. Fifteen seconds. <laughs> what can I do? What about it? Go ahead. Make your point. <laughs> looks like he wants to deck him. That's all I got to say. Bank the truck. They gave you a lot of extra time. I don't care. I wasn't stopping anyhow. I might not stop now. <laughs> and if I don't feel like stopping, he can cut me off. <laughs> I loved because he's this absolute loudmouth. He is like right. the opposite of every Canadian stereotype. He's this like he's this amazing loudmouth, and also he was known for one of the things you'll notice is he has this huge collar on his shirts. Those are custom. He has, oh, yeah. there's one company that makes shirts that are shirt enough for Don Cherry. But on top of that, uh, you know, I'll show you another one. I think this one is good. Oh, the Toffoli. On top of that, this shows him a little bit later. As he went on, he started becoming like louder and louder fashions. He was never restrained, but. Tyler Toffoli. Tyler Foley, I know you people never see him. You never Did you see oh, wow. that? Look at that suit. <laughs> he is wearing a plaid he suit. He's plus guy, got three game winning goals. You never even, you know, you don't even know him because he plays at eight at night. Watch this next goal. He's got the touch boy. Played for the junior uh, Canadians. And, and you like know who he reminds me of? John Madden. Beautiful pass over. I get it. He's, he's Canada's that, hockey gentleman. Anyhow, I always yeah. Foley in there because they see his dad at all the GTHL games. <laughs> Good. Look on Rod's face. He's just—he is checked out completely. Yeah. Remember, kids, is that real or are they editing these? You play fair. Well, I'm gonna pause this. Fun, but you keep your uh, you know, I'll—I'll I'll keep this here. Down. All right. See you later. Let's go, Eric. All right. Well, he also did this thing called Rock'em Sock'em Hockey, which was these like series of videos that were all about like basically. People just getting bodied in hockey, just getting destroyed. Yeah. Like, just like a whole lot of hockey fights and sure. hockey fights, big checks. And then also, uh, every so often it was stuff like he was always big on, uh, teaching young kids about like playing hockey properly. His whole idea was like, you pay, you play tough, you play hard, you, but you play fair. Um, and it, it was about like being really tough for him. But he also never had time for people like screwing around in a way that would actually injure somebody. So he'd say like, you know, you keep your stick down, you keep your eyes up, you know, because that way you, you hit somebody. Yeah, you get hit, right? That's what happens. But if the stick is up, somebody's going to get like that serious business that you don't do that. Stick goes down. Stick is for for the puck. It's not a weapon. Don't fuck around. Yeah. So he had a message. He had a message. Don't hit the other. Don't hit the other kids with your with your sticks. <laughs> it was weird and garbled, but <laughs> it was it was weird and garbled and loud and shouted, and he never quite knew which words it was. But yeah, he he was just he was just really always very entertaining. I'm sure in some way he was kind of a horrible person, but he always kind of knew that. Like if he was going to be. I think I saw one of those transcribed or some like best of Don Cherry that was like him going off on, on going a little bit off on women. And Ron's like, no, don't do that. You can't say that. <laughs> the, the, and also, the yeah, but uh, you know, I don't know. W w mm. Just looking at that guy, what, what do you expect that guy to believe the, really? Like, you right. can't, I, I, I wouldn't set the, the bar super high for, 
you know, woke, yeah, uh, no, kind of like a woke mentality of, yeah, he was never going to be. He doesn't look like a very uh, super progressive guy. No, I'll leave no. it that. Uh, though those suits are quite loud. I mean, who knows? He's, I, I don't know. He's just loud as hell. But the thing with it is, like <laughs> him and Ron. Ron was the perfect like. Ron was kind of like the straight man to him, but also could like get like dig in like ever so often he would just like put this like perfect comeback to 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 don like that the first one the first bit with the like well there's no time you got 15 seconds what am i gonna do (laughs) he's like just constantly (laughs) interrupting him (laughs) and then just making it worse (laughs) just fucking because i think he knows like that's good it's a that's a it's a good troll level yeah he could he could step back and just let uh let, let let don just go off on something but then jump in whenever he needed to. There was another video I saw where he like he does this like perfectly timed pun, and, and Don Cherry's just like, Ugh. like it just visibly deflates. Like I can't fucking believe you with this bullshit wordplay. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, we're. I think you only got a few minutes left. Oh yeah, maybe we'll, let's we'll stop there on Don Cherry. Yeah. I feel like um, okay. Uh, I like. I got a few. Little, uh, I got a few more things. Those personalities yeah. that I probably would never hear. There's a, a guy that I was thinking that you meant, but he's always on ESPN, hmm. and he's got this like slick back mullet. I think he was a coach at some point. Yeah, I'm gonna have to look up who that is. I th- but I think he's also Canadian. Right. Next time we next time we discuss sports, I'll uh, figure out who he is. That, I'm gonna bring that guy up because right. I want to know who he is. All right. There's so, some some radical mullets that go into uh <laughs> well into I mean the, the mullet the is basically hockey. hockey here. Yeah. 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 Uh all right, so let's um all right, we'll finish off the episode. I guess we'll do another one on more Canadian hockey stuff. I got some like hockey anthems and uh you know like uh, hockey anthems and just weird hockey stuff and uh we haven't even talked about we haven't even talked about the uh, dark magics we've uh, cast over the Olympics. Um, oh, nice. Yeah, put yeah. those on the list. Yeah. <laughs> put those on the list. Right. Uh, anyway, uh, so let's uh, let's clue up the show. Do you have anything to plug? Um, no. Okay. Congratulations, Raptors. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Congratulations, all of Canada, who I guess are uh, everyone, you know, they everyone chipped in. They did the hard work and they... Uh, Brought that, brought that trophy back to the the north. Mm-hmm. Never, not back to the north. It's never been there before. It, it, they've never even gotten to the finals before. It's right. and to get to the but, finals on their first go to win it all is like that's pretty freaking great. No matter which team it is, so you know. Um, all right, let me super duper guys. Mm. I'm I'm happy for us. I'm happy. I, just, I saw somebody post like, "Well, now that now that Toronto is officially a basketball town, do we have to worry about the Maple Leafs relocating?" And I saw this on Reddit, and the next, <laughs> the first comment after that is, "Oh shit!" <laughs> like, oh god, they would do that, wouldn't they? Ah, <laughs> oh, god damn it. Uh, let me. Okay, here's what I need. Um, all right. So to clue up the show, we don't have anything to plug. Please load. Please load. 
Okay. Uh, anyway, uh, but we do have a couple of things to talk about to close up the show. Number one, our theme song. Thank you to the Motor League for the, uh, letting us use their uh, song North America from the album Acknowledge, Acknowledge. That is our theme song. Um, check out the band. They're great. They, they do good rock. Anyway. They're playing in, in Toronto. Uh, oh, shit. Are they? At a, at a big festival. Yeah. Oh, dope. Oh, awesome. This summer. Um, I, I, I looked it up. Uh, and now I don't remember it, <laughs> but it's the, it's like a big music festival. And actually, sorry, it's not in Toronto. It's in, uh, either Oakville or Mississauga. Oh, okay. So one of those, not too far. One of those outliers. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, one of those outlier cities though. Hmm. It's a big music festival out there. Man. Uh, also, if you'd like to keep up on the show, you can go to our website, CanadianBorderPatrol.com, or check us out on Twitter, at CanBorderPatrol. Uh, if you do check us out on Twitter, please don't be mad at us about uh, Canadian immigration stuff, because we are not a real government agency. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and if you'd like to email us, uh, our web, we got an uh, email, CanBorderPatrol at gmail.com. And I think that's it. Yeah, uh, we ready to open the border? Yeah, cheers everybody. We're opening the border. I'm gonna I'm gonna start doing some Don Cherry uh <laughs> YouTube spiraling. <laughs> right on. Goodbye everybody. <laughs>